Have you done the exercise from the previous episode about saying no? And have you thought of your no list? If you have, it's awesome. Today we will build up on that to make your own personalized plan to thrive. And if you haven't yet, you can catch up on the previous episode anytime. It's okay if you listen to these episodes not in a chronological order. The most important thing is for you to create your own plan that would work for you in your own unique life circumstances. And you don't have to wait until January 1st to start implementing it. Let's talk about it. Here is the thing about the plants and our brains. You might have heard about our brains burning about 30% of the all calories we use in a day. Yes, things like thinking and decision-making require a lot of energy. Have you heard of decision fatigue? When a person gets physically tired after making decisions to the point they can't do it anymore. Yep, our brains get tired the same way our muscles get tired after physical activities. And when you are taking care of both your parents and your children at the same time, the number of decisions you are making in a day multiplies exponentially. And what is the plan? A plan is a set of pre-made decisions we don't have to make again at the time of taking action. For example, I noticed a long time ago that if I plan my week ahead of time and I know what exactly I want to accomplish each day, I am much more productive. Because at the time when I actually can start my work, I don't spend time and brain energy on deciding what exactly I'm going to do. I just do it. And what about the decisions that might not be calendar-specific or something that cannot be put on the calendar like the choice of place to go for a vacation or the outfit for a special occasion? Then we can have guidelines to make such decisions. It's the parameters we have decided on that guide us and make the decision-making process easier. When you see an outfit and say, I would never wear that, it's because you have already set parameters, the decisions that you don't have to make anymore about what is acceptable for you to wear. And when you see that outfit, you know it doesn't match your decisions, right? So we can set these parameters by creating your own plan to thrive. It can be applicable to any areas of your life. And as we are talking about caregivers here, let's make your own set of rules that would help you to thrive. So, without further ado, let's dive in. The first question I would like you to ask yourself is, where do you say no automatically, without even thinking? I remember when my kid was very little and he would ask me something like, can we play? Can we go to the park? And I realized I was saying no because 
I was in this space of I have so many things to do that glorified busyness many moms fall into. But I didn't even consider why I was saying that no. These days, before I answer his, Mom, do you want to go see a movie? I make a pause and ask myself, is it really a no because I have something more important than going to a movie with my son? Or is it an automatic no? It depends. And sometimes it can be a no, but it is a very conscious no. When it is conscious no, then I am able to present it in a more constructive way. Yes, I would like to do it, but on the weekend. Because I have already decided ahead of time that my family is my top priority. And now it's easier for me to find a way to say yes in the situations I want to say yes, but could automatically say no to. Does it happen to you too? When do you say no automatically without even thinking why you say it? What would be your yes at these situations? And another angle of that is think of the times when you think to yourself you can't do something. This is a tricky one because these are our beliefs that sit so deeply in our minds that we don't question them anymore. We may not even notice in them. It could be phrases like, I'm not good at this, whatever it is. I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. This is not for me. I often hear the phrases from caregivers like, I'm not important enough for someone to pay attention to my needs. I can wait for everyone to get better or for my caregiving end, and then I will start taking care of myself. Or, this is what my parents want, so that I can sacrifice myself. In many ways, this is what we were taught to think of ourselves. Put everyone first, but not yourself. Don't assume you have skills. Don't think that you are important. Very often, we don't notice these statements about ourselves, and I encourage you to pay attention when you are having these thoughts when they are sneaking in. Ask yourself if you want to keep them and if not, what would you do instead? Here is another example for you. This past week, two things happened in our family at the same time, almost at the same time. My 93-year-old father-in-law is hospitalized with COVID and because he doesn't really speak English, we get a lot of calls from the hospital where he is with requests to translate and explain something for him at the moments when the hospital can't provide the translation. Sometimes these calls happen at night because that, that is the time when he is getting very agitated and very confused. And sometimes we, we have to be on a phone with him for the duration of 
the entire procedure they are performing on him because he just get too agitated and he needs us to talk him through that. And the other event this that happened this week was my son's surgery, which was planned. It went well and he's recovering well, but it drained me emotionally. So with everything happening, my instinctive action would be to run myself crazy, but take care of everyone's needs first anyway. I am a mama bear. I'm also a daughter-in-law bear, and I am a wife bear. I'm very protective of my family. I had to remind myself, I am important, and I am taking care of myself first to be able to take care of everyone. By the way, if you notice that this episode is released a bit later than usual, you know why. Taking care of myself is first on my yes list. Next question. What do you say yes to right now that you don't like? Where do you say yes to what you don't want to be saying yes to? Are you saying yes to overwhelm when you say yes to every request to volunteer? Are you saying yes to sleep deprivation when you take on additional projects at work? Let me remind you, it's okay to say no. And if someone gets upset about your no, it's also okay. It's okay to be upset. You may want to go to the previous episode where we were talking about saying no more in depth. But for now, we are moving on. Where can you say yes to real relationships? The real friendships. I'm not talking about the kindergarten level, we are all friends and we can all play together kind of friendship, or the polite friendship of uh, being friends because your kids play together at the playground. I'm talking about the relationship based on the reality of what you are. With people who accept you as you are, and without expectations of you being different. These are the people in your life that you can lean on. These are the people you can send a message to saying you've been so overwhelmed with everything going on in your life at the moment that you just couldn't call or see them for a while and how much you miss them and want to be in touch anyway. And they will get it. They will greet you with open arms because they love you as you are and you you don't have to be different or have a different life to be accepted. And what do you decide to do with the relationship with the people who want you to be different than what you are to be loved and accepted? What kind of people do you want to have in your life, not have to? Because if you are listening to this podcast, most likely you are old enough to decide 
yourself what kind of people you want to have in your life and not to be obligated to have any relationships or friendships that you don't want to have. Which brings me to the last question. Where do you say yes to loving yourself unconditionally? Just the way you are. With all your flaws and mistakes and without being a superhuman who can do it all. Do you accept compliments? Or do you start explaining why you don't deserve the compliment? Have you seen or maybe been in a situation when a woman is given a compliment about looking good in the dress she's wearing and instead of thank you, she starts explaining that she got this dress on the sale and that she needs to lose some weight and her hair is not done and whatever else. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. Getting in a self-deprecation and self-criticism instead of accepting love and kindness with a smile and appreciation. Do you love yourself enough to be able to receive love coming your way? If you give thought to all these questions and maybe put them down on the paper to review later, you actually now have your own guidelines for decision-making. Decisions that would be based not on what Auntie Nelly think is right, but on what you have decided is right for you. This is your plan to thrive in whatever season of life you are currently in. You don't need a reason to have your own policies for what you will and will not do and what you're saying yes or no in your life. You don't have to explain to anyone why you have them, as long as you know yourself why and it feels good and right to you. You don't need to justify yourself. This is how we hold our own backs. This is how we put our oxygen masks first to be able to take care of everyone we love. And what if nothing goes according to the plan and things are way more challenging than you can handle at the moment? And you can't even think of this thriving plan that we just created. Here is a helpful question you can ask yourself at any time especially when everything fails and falls apart. What do I need to do in order to take care of myself right now? And listen to yourself. Thank you for being with me. I am Master Coach Irina, and I will talk to you next week.